The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Explorers, welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my co-pilot, Dave Chaffins. Dave, welcome to the welcome back to our Starship Lorecast. We're blasting off through space, buddy. Yeah, thank you for adding me to your crew. Um, I was inactive, but now since you started the official <laughs> podcast, I'm now a member of said crew. Okay. Well, I, I mean, we're both co-pilots on the ship, so you could have well, added you're the yourself. One that me, so maybe next time I can add you. Uh, like we can we can go back and forth uh, of who adds uh, who. Uh, uh, got it. Uh, <laughs> that maybe we'll we just keep tell adding each other. Of this that I think it's time we part ways. Yeah. I if one of us like gets upset with the other, we just part ways and leave the person on the planet. Right. Take off. Yeah. Uh, but hey, man, welcome back to the show. We were going to have uh, an episode with a guest today. I goofed up some scheduling. So it's just me and Dave again. But Dave, Starfield is out officially now. It is. is we're done with the pre-release stuff. We're done with all that stuff. It's officially out. Everybody who wants to get their hands on it can play the game. And so Dave and I are going to be going through it. We didn't create our own list of things you should know when starting Starfield because so many other places have already done this. So what we're going to do is we're pulling up this, the Polygon article about the 23 things you should know before starting Starfield. And we're going to comment on the suggestions that they make because some of these are better than others. And some of them are just a little bit, I don't know, you got to write an article. So you got to come up with something, right? So right. Dave, are you ready to dive into this? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, move all power to engines and grab, and let's just like blast jump off. into this. There's going to be a lot of good Starfield jokes now that I know the content, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So here, let's start. Let's start going down this list. We're just going to take these in order. The first one says, "This one's mind blowing, Dave. Uh, everyone's playthrough will be a little different." Uh, have you played an RPG before? <laughs> like. What? Yep. Certainly. It'll be different. You may do something the other person may not do. I feel like you could say this about any game ever created. They're going to play it differently than you. Right. Unless it's a math problem. I think this is life. This is. Yeah. (laughs) Like if if you're playing Pac-Man, 
My playthrough of Pac-Man is going to be different from your playthrough of Pac-Man. Maybe I get 12 levels in and you get 15 levels in. I don't know. But it's going to be different. So let's just move on from that one. Uh, number two. And this isn't all just us making fun of Polygon. This is us making fun no. of very specific recommendations because it's like, well, uh, but some of these are real good. Like we're just we're just calling it how it is. So this one says, don't spend too long choosing a background and traits. How do you feel about that, Dave? Um, I think it's important to look at and read each trait. Um, frankly, some of the uh, some of the traits that I've the, you know pretty much all the traits that I've picked have been pretty integral to my character and like some of the things that they do, especially the wanted trait that I took. Mm-hmm. Um, the the background. Like, I don't know if I've run too much into my background, I think. I mean, other than, well, I mean, that's the skills. So, yeah, spend a long time thinking about the first three skills you want. But outside of that, like, you're fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. your actual name of, like, I'm a Ronin. Like, you're not going to be walking around all, you know, the plants being like, hello, it's me, the Ronin. How I think are the, you? I think the only time they reference your background that I've seen so far is in the beginning when they're the mining, we're doing the mining stuff, and then you build your character, and they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I forgot that you had previously been this, or whatever. There's kind of a yeah. line there that's to, to that. But for the most part, it's more about your uh, individual, like, uh, traits that you pick so like being i don't know uh hero worshipped by the um you know the the fan and having him fall around with you has a big impact on your playthrough being wanted has a big impact on your playthrough uh being part of the free star collective opens up a whole bunch of things that you couldn't do otherwise you know like there's like these are important i think that part of the fun of the game is designing your character right yeah, you should i mean it's 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 not uncommon for you to spend an hour on this you know yeah yeah like it's that's not uncommon like 30 minutes to an hour i think is a good time to spend with a character creator for a big rpg i mean what do you Baldur's gate came out like what <laughs> when you go to play D, like you have a session zero so you can set up your character Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, these like, I think it's fine. Yeah. And then designing character the way you look, of course, you can change it later. But uh, that all of that seems important to me. Uh, It's so important that uh, this is a little plug over on my Robots Radio YouTube channel. I've been creating character builds. So if you want to pick stuff that's going to make a character that plays like Han Solo or the Mandalorian or something like that, I've pulled out all the stuff that you need to pick and now you can just build your character and and go with it. So I think this is one of the most fun parts and maybe don't skip it. Don't get through it too fast. Sure. You want to get to the rest of the game. Absolutely. But if you're really role playing the game, you want to pick stuff that makes sense. Yeah. Don't spend. You're not going to make a perfect character at the beginning of character creation. Like you're going to have some like you're not going to make yourself up in character creation, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right, number three, play the main story missions for a while. I think this one's pretty good. This one makes sense to me. Yeah, and, and, it, and it talks about, if you go into detail in large, it talks about the quest into the unknown, um, it, which is kind of like a separating point. Pretty much once you get the main companions from Constellation, um, this, that's where I'm at. I mm-hmm. went ahead and I have all the like main companions, I guess, from Constellation. I went ahead and did that. And um, then I've just been like goofing off to other stuff. And honestly, that helped introduce me to a few different areas that 
necessarily didn't get to like didn't think about or didn't want to didn't get to see right off the bat you know yeah yeah that's a good point uh doing a significant portion of your main quest will take you around to very key locations and planets and moons and things it will introduce you to a bunch of characters uh it might get you far enough in the quest line where you unlock uh, maybe we don't, don't go into spoilers yet because this game just came out but you unlock some extra stuff that you can use for your character uh so doing that stuff makes sense uh now a lot of people have the question of like well do i need to play through the main storyline first and get to new game plus because that opens up some other stuff and changes the game a little bit and from what i've seen because i haven't done this myself yet but i've looked into it the answer is no you don't need to you don't need to rush through the game to just to get to new game plus so play it as as you want get through different stuff for me I've gotten a significant portion of the way through the main quest and I am now delving into a lot of the other side content because I want to see what some of the faction content is like and I want to see what some of like the random missions and and you know just the stuff that pops up out of nowhere is like and, and I want to you know get kind of a, a glimpse at everything going on in the game so I think this tip is actually pretty good right I agree. Right. So next one, number four, you can join every faction. I think this one's worth knowing just because you join one faction doesn't mean you can't join another. And the four main factions in this game are the United Colonies Vanguard, the Crimson Fleet, the Freestar Rangers and Ryujin Industries. So that's like Neon mm -hmm. City stuff, which makes sense. Each of those. Those are three factions for the three main big cities. And then the Crimson Fleet, which is all over the place because you got missions having to do with them all the time. So. Any thoughts on this one? Um, I, I think that you know you can get to a certain point, I think, where your reputation could be affected by what you do in the faction. But other than other than that, like and, and there's ways to circumvent that, like you're really not um, you're not locked out of stuff just because you made a decision. This isn't like a oh, you know. I, I chose this pathway, so this is my ending. Right. I tried the, new, I, I got the Brotherhood of Steel. Now regard. I can't go further in the Institute, like that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. Number five, many features are locked behind skills. I think this is also very important, specifically if you want to do any lock picking, any uh, pickpocketing, uh, using your boost pack, stealth, targeting systems on uh, when you're doing the flight combat stuff if you want to target specific systems on the thing you're shooting at um, you need targeting control systems for that so those are kind of the main ones that i think if you are interested in doing any of that stuff and you want the ability to do it um, even conversation stuff even uh, persuasion you need that too so yes absolutely know that those things you can't do unless until you have at least one skill in each of those things yeah, I, I've missed out on so like I got boost pack. I think that was my first one because I was like, OK, so everything has a boost pack. But I missed out because I wanted to be like I'm, my playthrough is like I am a, a freaking pirate. I am a terrible person. Um, <laughs> OK, targeting control systems is something I was like, how do I disable ships? How do I like? Yeah, I want to disable their engine. How do mm -hmm. I shoot that? Yeah. You got to get targeting control systems. So I was like, oh, OK, I guess I got to do got to get this um if you want to fly bigger ships you got to put points into your pilot like there's yep. some stuff that's kind of locked out that way research stuff outpost stuff um it's worth looking into pretty much every single one of the skills to see what kind of lines and and, and build yourself up in what categories you want to unlock them 
Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of the research is gated behind your skills. Like you can only do a little bit of research in different kinds of things until you open up skills to do more. So right. which plays into what Todd Howard said about how like the, the crafting, the researching, a lot of that stuff is more later game stuff because you got to hit enough levels in order to unlock the skills to get really deep into that content. Mm hmm. So, yeah, so that's something worth knowing. If you really want to focus on one of those things or you want to get all of those things, you need to make sure you put points into them and kind of allocate that. Uh, the next one says, get the boost pack training, security and persuasion skills ASAP. This kind of follows through with the idea that this stuff is locked. Boost packs are going to help you get to even just heights that you normally couldn't get to, climb over things, get up on things, navigate, like make your way through the like the planets you land on so you can jump up on rocks and stuff uh, that also helps in combat um, you can't hack anything through security and you can't convince people of stuff very well without persuasion so you need those things so absolutely I think those are if you want to use those at all which is kind of a big part of the game absolutely make sure to pick those up any thoughts Dave uh, that seems pretty obvious compared to what we talked about I think we went into that there Cool. All right. Uh, use auto hack and auto persuade often. This is one that I don't do because I like I like picking and doing the locks myself. I like picking the conversation stuff in persuasion. I've always like stayed away from the auto lock pick mechanic in previous games and that kind of thing. What do you think about this one? I'm really trying hard not to save scum this, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to just like let things play out. Um, so I've used auto. I haven't used auto hack. I think ever I've used auto persuade a, a few times just because I get to it. Like there was a situation where I had um, hostages. Well, I didn't have hostages. Another person had the hostages. And I, my whole character is like, I, I, I'm not trying to kill criminals. I'm trying to be a criminal. But if I run into a situation where a criminal is doing something that I need to stop, I'm going to be like, all right, man, listen, I'm a criminal too. You're a criminal. We can be friends. Let's just like figure this out. And um, <laughs> you like to kill the, people. I like to kill people. Best so, friends. <laughs> best friends um so i i used that for, for that and that like it like completed that and i got the result that i wanted so i feel like i earned it maybe i don't know you know i saved up enough in that auto persuasion thing there so okay i've okay. used it yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll play with it a little bit I, I just haven't been doing it and i've failed some persuasion and i've um i haven't failed the lock picks because if you just spend enough time and look at it enough you'll figure it out mm. um but yeah, maybe it's worth doing if it saves some time getting through some of the content or whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. The next one. How do you feel about this? Navigating and fast travel involve a lot of menus. I don't feel like that's a tip. That's just a, a tip. comment. That's just, just a comment. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I think I would go ahead. Here's what I will say about uh -huh. this is I, I wish that I wish that the this is somebody who's who has I have a degree in in geography. I have a degree in making maps. It's what I do for a living as I make maps. Um, this game could do better. It could do better with maps. Um, it, it is. I like being able to. You know, I I don't mind the Mass Effect style of maps that they have when they're saying, okay, we go out to the solar system, and then here's all these planets, and you go into them. That's fine. It's just kind of finicky. Like the, the when I'm trying to go from like. I don't know the Cree system down to the soul system. And now I can say all it's so nice to play this game because now I can say all these things and sound uh -huh. confident going from the Cree system down to the soul system. Like, and 
I just want to jump there so I can jump off to another place. Like I have to like rotate my camera weird. I guess on the Xbox, I'm like having to like rotate it around kind of strangely. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. I don't have any tips on that. I can't offer any kind of like, Hey, here's how you can do this better. Um, other than commiserate with the, that's kind of weird to move the map around, but I mean, that's pretty, a, a small, like a small thing. That's a small you know? complaint for such a big game. And right. it, it's not, it's not like you can't, it's not functional. It's just a little oh, yeah. bit. I mean, anything that's going to map a thousand star systems is going to be a little obtuse. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's just kind of the nature of it. Um, I think what this is actually trying to say is like, uh, sometimes you don't want to just go through all the menus, which there's a lot. So pick your quest and then fast travel because that's and that's what's so nice about that is that you don't have to go okay this quest says i need to go to the soul system and i need to land on venus and so now i've got to open the map and find it click on it see if i can fast travel see if i can grab jump there if it's too far away i need to find something else to grab jump to first and it's it's not that complex most of the time you can just choose the quest say set course and then go and it's good right. unless it's just further than you can grab jump and then you have to back up and go okay maybe i need to discover some planets along the way first and then you got to figure that out which isn't right. which makes sense if you haven't been there it's so far away then you're gonna have to find the path so that totally makes sense and that plays into the next one uh set course is the most helpful button in your menu absolutely just like pick the quest that you want to do make sure you select it and then like so that it's queued up for like you're following that quest specifically right now. I've done this a few times where I've set cor- course to somewhere, but I was still tracking a previous quest and I got to that location. And then the little the little blue dot was like, oh, you need to go way over there. And I was like, yeah, I've done what? that too. I've <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. So it's almost like set course should auto default to now choosing that as your quest, but it just doesn't. Um but yeah, I find like that's the easiest way to navigate around. If you want to just get from one place to another, I would also give the alternate tip of if you want to see more of the content that just kind of happens as you're playing through the game, don't don't use set course as much, don't auto travel as much. Actually, choose a planet, fly to it, see what happens when you get one in orbit, if any, you know, events pop up or whatever, and you'll have a very different experience. It's the difference between fast traveling across Skyrim and running from you know, uh, white run to Markarth or whatever, yeah. and just seeing what happens along the way. I, I want to detail one of the, um, events that I had happen uh, very shortly. Um, I, I fast traveled to a system because I needed to jump to a different one. Uh, a ship came into orbit and was like, Hey, we're, a, um, I'm Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a teacher and we're all on a school trip here and here are all the kids. <laughs> uh-huh. And the, um, the kids are like, Oh, Oh, ask him for the ship part. Get him to give a ship parts. They were like, oh, do you have any ship parts? But also, you know, don't, you know, don't cause us any trouble. And the kids are like, oh, what if he's a pirate? What if he's a pirate? And since I was a pirate, I could be like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a pirate. And then all the kids on this like spaceship are like, he's a pirate. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Can I talk to the pirate? Please. Can I talk to the pirate? And there's like one kid in the back that's like, no, not pirates. I hate pirates. <laughs> that's great. That's amazing. <laughs> the teachers. And then the teacher's like, uh, no, I, I, we don't need any ship parts. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Wow. I haven't, I haven't discovered that. Um, yeah. that's a fun one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would imagine that it plays out differently depending on what you say, depending on what you do. Yeah. But yeah. that's, um, that's one of the things that you get when you just like fast travel places is like these like little things that if you've like built your character enough and have a few things, you can have some really interesting dialogue and like, like 
talking with the world and it feels a little bit more alive i think absolutely yeah i've come across a few i don't i don't want to spoil too much but there there are right, some yeah. really good ones that you can come across um all right next one says use your scanner to figure out where to go i think this is a great tip you especially when you're running around on a planet yeah, plot, and plot the middle of the crosshair on your scanner will tell you distance to an object. So mm-hmm. if you're looking away at a piece on the ground, it'll be like, oh, yeah, like it, we have a picture in front of us that'll have like a, that has like 14 meters. But if you're like up on top of a hill looking at a facility down the way, like if you point your scanner on that, it's going to give you that like how long, how many meters it is to the next yeah. facility. Yeah. And if you have a little icon in the distance and it says it's like an unknown icon, you just have to scan, point at it, click it, and it'll tell you what kind of thing it is, like a natural mm-hmm. structure or an industrial complex or whatever kind of thing it might be, which clues you a little bit more into, should I go check that out or not, depending on what you're looking for. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, very helpful. Make sure you use your scanner a lot, especially when you're just picking up junk all over the you know a map. Uh, it outlines everything, obviously, but you very quickly learn the different shapes of outlines and are able to just kind of process. These are things I want to pick up. Oh, this is just like folders and garbage and cups on the ground over here. Oh, there's a chest. That's a big chest looking thing. That's a body. I should take stuff off the body and it helps you just parse the environment faster. Right. So this one is I think this one's actually a really good tip. Read signs. What do you think? I think that's a really good tip in general. Just, <laughs> just in life. Just pay attention right. to the signs. They're there for a reason. Yeah, there's stuff that I mean, even just simply the, the signs of the different buildings you can go in to know what this building is and what they sell or any of that stuff. Uh, but even things like like so many people are commenting online about the the door that's sealed and the actual text on the door says like cut the like the locks the four locks on the sides of the door in order to open the door like it tells you how to get through the door you just gotta shoot the lock like the little the bolts there's a lot of context and i think it helps like understand like it helps you with your memory of where things are because you're not like you were coming up this is a this is a classic geography like mental thing everybody has a mental map of what they do um that could be like where your house is how you perceive it and if you are making your own mental map of stuff like this game I've, we've talked about the a little bit about the maps but if you're making your own mental map you're going to have a better time of finding stuff in the future because you're going through you know, layouts of things like you, if you're playing Starfield, you probably have a good idea of the layout of New Atlantis. You may have a good idea of the layout of Aquila City or Neon or one of those places. Like you're going to you're going to know that like the key where the Crimson Raiders are. I'm like, yeah, I got it. I know where everybody is. I have like everything mentally laid out how to get everywhere. I don't need markers anymore because it's just all there. Yeah, I think there's some brilliance to this because Todd Howard has regularly said that he hates mini maps. Everybody has to mod in mini maps into his games. And his point to that is when you use the mini map a lot, you end up just looking at the mini map and following your little arrow around a map rather than paying attention to the environment. And this game very specifically doesn't have a mini map, but it also doesn't have super useful on the ground like maps of locations. Because to your point, I think they want you to actually experience the location you would 
in the way that you would if you were walking around it because it's a role-playing game and you want to pay attention to like there's a side street here i went down it now i remember that this store is at the end of the side street or these signs here tell me to go in this direction for this part of town and that you build that like you're saying your mental maps but that makes the world feel more lived in it makes like it makes these real like everybody who's played skyrim remembers the layout of white run we all know how to get from one place to another and what each of the buildings are because we've done it so much. You don't need a mini map for that. But if we were all playing that game, running around with a mini map, that's what we would remember is the mini map, not the actual right. physical location. And I think that's kind of genius. Yeah, I, I think I think the modern games like like mapping and how you map stuff is is very important to especially a lot of the exploration. Um, when I think about Zelda, like you are kind of making your own map as you go along. Like you're not really, you're discovering, well, I guess they're called shrines or something. You're discovering those, but you're probably, you can place your own points on there of like, hey, over here, there's this stake. Like you're making your own map or games like Fallout 76 where you have a um, uh, kind of a cartoon version of the map, like the map that you get in game that has like, it's like a tour, it's like a Disneyland map of like, hey, there's this thing over here. Every lens, everywhere is like super stylized, but nothing is like true to the picture. You know, like nothing's going to tell you, oh, go down this road and do this thing. It's like, you're looking at kind of like a theme park map and trying to figure out where to go next based on these locations right. I like, like a that subway too. map where also, it's not actually yeah. to scale in any way shape or form right yeah but i like going through neon and kind of looking at all the the shops and being like oh yeah that's outfitters so they definitely have some space suits in here it's like oh here's some ship parts like you're kind of like reading these signs and stylized and you're you're building out some of that world yeah, the same way you would if you were physically in that space. You'd have to look at the signs like you're walking through a town and be like, oh, that's the shop over there for that thing. That's where you go for other stuff. Yeah, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, we've got some more to get through, but first we got to go thank our patrons because we have a Patreon now and we have nine new patrons to thank. So we're going to take a quick break, go thank our patrons, read some reviews, and we'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons for being freaking amazing. Here we go. Check this out. We have nine patrons who have signed up just in the last week since we launched this. Thank you and welcome to Dewey, Planet Adcon, uh, Woden Ruckus, Turbo Toboggan, Brad S., Nova D. Uh, some of these, I'm not sure if these are actual names, so I'm trying to like hide last names or not. I don't think this one's actually Nova Dakomaru. 
maybe a real name, Benjamin P, Micah S, and Remington C. Thank you for joining. Some of these names I recognize from the other Patreons, from the other Lorecast shows. Welcome. And a number of you, let's see, one, two, three, four, five of you have signed up for the uh, Join Us at the End of the Month chat, which will happen in a few weeks on a Monday night. That'll be on Monday the 25th. So if you sign up over the next few weeks, you can join us, talk about your experiences in Starfield, and every month we will decide on a different topic based on our patrons and what our patrons want to talk about. So that's coming up. Super excited about that. And thank you all for the support. We really do appreciate it. If you're interested in joining us on the Patreon, getting ad-free episodes, t-shirts are up, stickers, uh, joining us in chats, things like that. Check out all the different tiers at patreon.com slash starfieldlorecast. Also, if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, which by the way, Dave, we hit fourth. You, you pointed this out to me earlier today. We are fourth place in Apple Podcasts video game podcasts right now. That's insane. We're living the big time. Like we're, we're out here, you know, here I am. This collection of CDs over here, you know what? I could probably elevate those to records now with that level of faith. Like <laughs> we're really we're really see these Legos. This could be I could build my own skyscrapers with the amount of podcast fame that we're getting from the statistical charts that we've uh, looked at. <laughs> yeah, but, but really what this comes down to is you and thank you for checking out the show. Thank you for leaving five star reviews. Thank you for being here because we couldn't do it without you. We could put out a show, but if nobody shows up, then nobody listens to the show. Right. So thank you to all of you. Here are some reviews that came in over this last week. Uh, this one is from uh, Game Man Five. 5,000 in the US who writes a very fun podcast, fun conversations and lots of bad jokes. So it's perfect for me. Keep doing what you are doing. Love it. Thank you for that. Uh, Woden Ruckus, who joined us on the Patreon, wrote one. This one says, this is the Starcast. I mean, these guys have just been so hungry for years to start traveling the Starfield and they haven't shut up about it. And I've been taking that enthusiasm all in. For some reason, none of my friends are take talking about this game. So it's really nice to hear some fellow nerds just get super hyped. Game's about to get released and so will the content. Some earlier predictions were spot on and some will I felt so bad listening to Dave cling on to his hope that it was it'll come out on PS5. Get a PC, PC you bozo. <laughs> no, but this is the Starfield podcast. And if you like Starfield and you like podcasts, then it's not even a question. I'm sorry it didn't come out on PlayStation. That's fine because, you know, I'm sporting my Xbox Series S over here. Um, you know, I made I made that decision um, during the pandemic when I had a lot more time. But um, I hungry for years. I like that. Yeah, um, pretty much. That's that's going to be my catchphrase. This is Dave Chapin's hungry for years. Yeah. Our first episode came out three years ago in October. Mm hmm. Yes. Wow. Um, and we got one more. So thank you. Woden. Then one more from good. One, one, two, two, three, three in the United States. All of these are from the US. Best Starfield podcast. Easy. I've been running through all the available podcasts in anticipation for the release of every other podcast is garbage in comparison. Keep it up, fellas. Well, I'm sure some of them are good. Um, OK, I haven't checked them all out, so uh, this is not my opinion. Uh, I hope there's some other good Starfield podcasts out there, but uh, thank you for the five star review. Um, that's going to do it for the mid break. Let's get back to our list of stuff. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. So next one on the list, Dave, this one is this one's a little bit 
the way it's phrased is a little bit off. It says you can equip multiple weapons. What they're That's actually the Gunzerker trait from Borderlands Two, like <laughs> right? <you're> just like <laughs> just lots of guns. I mean, really, what they're saying is you can favorite weapons to quickly swap between them. Right. So Fallout Four style, play Fallout Four. They got that. Yeah, it's here now. Yeah, it was even it was even Skyrim. You can favorite stuff in Skyrim. Um, yeah. yeah. So like, yes, you can favorite stuff, and then you don't have to go all the way through the menus. You can just quickly swap when you need to. So go do that. Easy tip. All right, next one. There are lots of kinds of ammo. Another statement? That's not really a tip. Uh, Let me tell you, I it's a true statement. It's true. It's a true. true statement. Um, my tip here would be, because there's lots of kinds of ammo, make sure you pick all the up all the ammo you find just in case you get a weapon that needs that ammo. Or maybe you want to sell it. Maybe you're like, I'll never use a shotgun. That's not me. Yeah, you could do that too. Dog. You could do that too. Do that. Yeah, just be aware. Lots of different kinds of yeah. ammo. Um, also, on the ammo tip line, this one actually feels like a tip. Ammo and some other things weigh nothing. That's a good tip because you can you can just keep on grabbing ammo. Uh, some of the notes in the game don't weigh anything, so just hold on to them. You don't have to drop them. They're not going to slow you down. Yep, med packs, uh, dig picks, that kind of stuff. All weigh nothing. Um, did you say you said digi picks, not dick picks, right? I said dig. Okay, G. That's what I was thinking. Okay. I've been reading that wrong the whole time. Wait a second, because that sounded like a dirty picture somebody sends you of their nether regions. But that's I don't. Um, I haven't found one of those in the game yet. I, I mean, I have a lot of as I call them dig picks. <laughs> that's man. This is, the podcast is hard to. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't read that word, and it's and I forgot an I there. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Digi picks I think all it's around. Digi pick, like digital lock pick. Um, but yeah, dig, I thought we were like digging in there with a pick. Like, like uh, here's the door. Uh, yeah, dig, 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 dig. A G is way better than a CK on that word. Um, all right, next one. <laughs> next one on the list. Uh, free med packs. While you are looting your way across the settled systems, you'll need to watch for a little red arrow next to the item you're considering. If it's there, taking the item is stealing and you might get into trouble. A useful exception to this seems to be first aid stations for the most part. You'll see a lot of them around, uh, but most, but not all of the time, the med packs and other eight items inside are safe to take no matter where you are. So this is true unless you go to like actual hospitals and places like that where sometimes that stuff is actually stealing. Um, yeah, that's just it. a life tip. <laughs> and now I'm imagining people going to their AED station and being like, oh, this is I really need this. I'm put the AED in my <laughs> Oh, man, I, I ran out of Band-Aids and <laughs> alcohol. Start rifling for, through everything wildly. Yeah, yeah, I'm just stocking up. Stock thanks, Fork. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a tip. Uh, next one. You don't have to wear that. <laughs> this feels like a life lesson. You don't have to wear that. Mm. Hmm. Um, so it's in here. We'll read into this a little bit more. A 21st century truth apparently holds true in the 24th century, too. A suit looks way better than a spacesuit. In your inventory under the spacesuits tab, you can tab RB on Xbox to either show or hide your spacesuit when you're in a settlement, making it so that you can walk around in your street clothes instead. You can do the same to your helmet under the helmets tab. So, yeah, I've thought this is pretty funny. I haven't changed the setting. I did notice this, but I do think it's pretty funny when you're just like in a regular place walking around in your full spacesuit and some characters yeah. will comment on it. 
they'll go, wow, wow a little overdressed, huh? <laughs> like that kind of stuff. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to think. I, I have mine. I have mine activated, but it's funny when they decide like when it's time to wear the spacesuit. Yeah. Because like I had a, I had a mission that was outside of Aquila City, and so I'm running and I'm in my street clothes, and then I get through some like I don't. It's a, it's like an invisible barrier. Like I don't know. It was just like a, a plane, I guess, a digital plane that had no like level but when you go past it it was like oh now i'm wearing my space suit it's like i'm now i'm in space this is like, like there's no way to tell it's like yeah a state line like oh now you're, yeah now you're in south carolina i imagine in like the game design screen there's probably like a cube for like if you're past this part this is like space right. area and if you're inside this part this is like right you know safe zone yeah or something. this is the casual zone and once you're outside of that you got to go in the formal zone <laughs> right right all right next one on the list value is not the same as sell price this is interesting sure you'll use some of the loot you pick up because it's better than what you have equipped but for the most part you're filling your inventory with stuff to sell when you look at any item in your inventory it will have a value the number of credits it's worth the important thing to note here, though, is that the value is not the same as the price a vendor will pay you. The sell price starts out around 13% of the value. You can improve those numbers by putting points in the commerce skill. I feel like this is another one of those, like, if you played other Bethesda games, you've probably noticed this before. Yeah, and it's disappointing when, I, you know, here I am being a pirate in my pirate days, and then I go and steal a ship that's worth about 100,000 credits. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I fly my ship back to the dock and they're like, oh, hey, you stole a ship. That's worth 10,000 credits. I'm like, <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. 10% of them, they're like, hey, if you want to fly this ship, maybe you should register it for 8,000 credits. I'm like, wait a minute. I have to pay you 8,000 credits to say that I own this ship that I definitely own? <laughs> uh -huh. like, yeah. So then you got to register it. And in order to sell it, guess what you have to do? Register it. So at the end of the day, $100,000 ship, $2,000. You know what I say to that? I say that's why I'm in the Crimson Fleet. That's exactly why. That's why Settled pirating systems, is the thing. No good. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah, but it makes sense, though, because it, that could be a really fast way. If you could just get a $100,000 ship by stealing it from somebody and then selling it for that price, that would be a really easy way to break the economy in the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. So when you're ma when you're a master it. pirate like me, though, it, you know, some <laughs> rules need to bend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I and mean, there's ways around some of this stuff a little bit. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, look into that. I've already seen some videos about like best way to make money and all that. Um, Juice had 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 one that I think went up today. Uh, all right. So next one. Uh, use the trade kiosks every time you land on a planet. I think this is a very important important one because oftentimes you have more stuff than you're able to offload and sell because everybody has limited amounts of money that they can buy your stuff with so if you don't make a point to sell things when you have the opportunity you end up over encumbered or your ship gets too full and then you end up with a bunch of stuff you can't get rid of because you can't just offload it to one kiosk or one vendor you have to find multiple so making a point to do this regularly will keep your inventory down any other thoughts dave um, yeah, I just I remain over encumbered consistently. So I'm constantly trying to be like, hey, do you want this 20 aluminum? It <laughs> hey, 10 I found an earth baseball. <laughs> you want to spend you want to give me 600 credits for it? Yeah. And, yeah. and suits. I mean, I imagine yeah, you're, you're carrying around a giant spacesuit and you got three of them like on your person at once that's a that's a lot of room 
But here's what I don't understand is you got this giant ship, but I guess it's, you know, based on cargo storage, but my workaround of throwing everything in the floor also works. So that's what I've been doing is just like, I've maxed out my cargo hold down the ship and I'm just, you know, as I said before, unbuckling my belt, letting it all hang out and going free and loose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We need to, uh, <laughs> we need to have, what's it called when you, your friends get around and then they like, they, they're like, Hey, you really need to work on this. There's a word for that. Um, an intervention. Intervent. We need, we need to have an intervention, a hoarder's intervention for you. Yes. Um, but uh, it's not a multiplayer game. So unless the NPCs decide to do that for you, I think you're just going to have to be that way, Dave. Which seems but, fine. You seem happy with it. I'm not, yeah, not going to well, judge. The NPCs that I have on my ship actually did that recently. Um, they recently had an intervention with me because <laughs> me being, you know, I'm a pirate. Um, so I saw a giant bank ship going by and I attacked it and literally like my screen started filling up with the number of notifications. Everyone disliked that. And they're like, you, uh, Hey, I need to talk to you. Hey, you make Cora cry. Um, and I need to talk to you and Barrett needs to talk to you because you're a whore. And everyone hated that. And people are no longer following you just because I attacked one ship. They're all like, yep. Nope. So I got to get a crew that's uh, a little more unsavory than the constellation folk for my normal. <laughs> sounds like it yeah yeah we made a little girl cry that's terrible i did oh dave you're a monster um next tip says you can mine asteroids for resources uh this is one of those ones that i'm uh, again see pop up all the time and i'm surprised a lot of people don't know um but yeah if you if you're in an asteroid field shoot at them they blow up you get stuff yeah it's not hard uh destroyed get it get it uh next one on this we have three left you can get a house at the start that's a trait if you spent, yep. if you did like this list says, and you don't take a lot of time during the character creation, you may have missed you this. No, but if yeah. you actually read all the traits, you'd realize that you can get a house at the start. You just got to pick the tra- dream home trait, right? So there you go, and it costs you five hundred credits a week, but that's like that's a pittance. That's a small amount. Five hundred is pretty low. Like if my mortgage was like five hundred dollars a week hang on that would be like two thousand something no, a month that's, uh, no, never mind that's a pretty standard mortgage rate yeah um yeah that, that sounds about right uh second to last one the flashlight is kind of useless how do you feel about this one um the scanner is more useful than the flashlight because the scanner is going to highlight in the blue outlines and dark areas of what's important but if i'm in a dark little little cubby hole and i'm just all up in there with my little laser pistol like i'm going to be pulling out my scanner and not my flashlight you know what i mean but you can use both at the same time why not both you can well, just use there's both. a lot of there's just a lot of light that's too much light but if you're in a dark room like if you're in, like some of the rooms you go in like some of the caves and some of the buildings that are like messed up and everybody's dead are pretty dark there's some dark corners and there are definitely times where i've been like oh it's a good thing i have a flashlight i can just turn it on and see what's in the corner i've used the flashlight in mines i think i think mines is the the main place otherwise i don't use it yeah 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 <laughs> drunkard in chat says 2k a month is not a standard mortgage anymore yeah that is that is getting less, and less Listen, true, isn't if it? you up your commerce skill irl then you're gonna get really good dividends on that mortgage but you gotta make sure you invest your yeah. points into that and we only level up once a year so right. you gotta make sure <laughs> right yeah and also and to ben's in the chat yeah it depends where you live depends the size of the house you get uh, yeah, some places are a lot better than others. Anyway, this is not the housing mortgage show. Uh, last point on this list. Yes, console commands exist on PC. 
so far you can't do that on Xbox. Uh, but what that means, and I think this is extremely useful because I always end up doing this eventually, is that you can turn on console commands to give yourself like unlimited carry capacity and other things too. But I feel like that's the most important. If I'm going to use a console command, it will be just to carry more crap. And I know that kind of breaks the game, but at some point with multiple playthroughs, you just don't want to have to fight menus and weight limits anymore. You just kind of want to get yeah. to the good stuff. So I feel like that's like the most freeing thing you could possibly do. The drawback from this is that it gets rid of achievements. You can't actually trigger achievements if you have console commands running. Mm. So there's a trade off if you like achievements. Uh, there's a solution to that trade off in that every Bethesda game ever has a mod or several mods that people have released where you can re enable achievements while also using console commands. So you can kind of cheat the system that way as too. But this all comes down to who you are and what you find acceptable with your own playthrough and what you're willing to do for yourself. So, yeah, those are options. You make the choice. Um, Dave, do you feel bad about not having console commands on Xbox? No, because. Uh, no, no, because uh, frankly, console commands when I was a kid playing Morrowind, like really, um, I mean, it made that experience because that world was the same. But then going back and trying to play Oblivion and Morrowind on this, I was like, OK, how does all this work? Because I just like I goofed around. I goofed around too much and I got tired of not leveling up and did some console commands when I was a kid. But now I got to like hit this rat a hundred times with soul trap. So I, I'm happy not to have this. I don't even, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I also find that they're useful if you are a content creator and you're wanting to spawn things in, in order to create specific kinds of videos. So you could spawn in characters or items. You could go to specific locations easier. There's a lot of things you can do with console commands that, um, and I, I would recommend having a separate set of saves for that stuff. So it doesn't mess up your main game. But if you're looking to be like, oh, I want to do videos to see if this crazy monster on this planet could beat this other crazy monster on another planet, you can totally do that. You just spawn the characters in and let them fight. Um, that it's very useful for like really creative aspects beyond just making the game easier for yourself and turning on God mode or something, which you could totally do. If that's what you want to do with the game. But I feel like if you if you go too far down that route, to your point, you're kind of screwing the experience up. You're not really yeah, enjoying it. Then you go the to the way. dark side, and then we got to get you like a, a big, like black helmet and a red sword. You know, hmm. black fun. helmet and a red sword. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, cool. Speaking of black helmets and red swords, uh, people are already. And this is in other news. This is we're done with the list here, but that reminded me that yeah, that's all the tips you'll ever need to know. Congratulations. There you go. That's it. That's everything. Uh, but in the modding uh, Discord, people are already working on like full conversion mods for Star Wars and some other stuff. I'm sure it's going to take years because Skyblivion isn't even done yet, but eventually we'll end up with some really cool mods based on this game and the updates to the engine and all of the stuff that we can now do in Starfield, which is super exciting. Yeah, I think the modding stuff is really cool. I, I, I'm always curious about the long-term projects and how those work in like Sky Blivian looks awesome, but there's been, you know, for years has been other ones that have kind of fizzled out. I'm interested in some of the shorter term stuff of, you know, what they can do with some quests I'm curious about um, what was it like the Forgotten City guy that made um, 
you know the one with all the dwimmer stuff and, and skyrim like that's like just a quest and an underground dungeon and yeah. it was like super intricate and there's a lot of stuff going on but it wasn't like this oh we're you know making an entire planet of this and that like that kind of stuff i'm really interested to see what people can come up with when it comes to space stations or you know settlements that kind of stuff i'm excited for expanded random encounters because once you play through any of these games, even though they're huge, eventually you start to see everything again and again, especially if you do multiple playthroughs. But to have a mod where people are modding in like really ridiculous random encounters when you land at new planets or whatever, or in space, that sounds super exciting because who knows what people are going to come up with and all the wacky things. Um, I also like, you know, some fun new items and gear. And, um, and the other thing that I really want to see is one of those random encounters to be the spaceship with the ghouls from New Vegas who take off into space. Yeah, they come back, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see ghouls. And I also want their character models to be the same ones from New Vegas, so they're, they're like lower poly and bad textures. That yeah, would be or the, um, uh, the, the hubologist from uh, uh, Fallout New, Nuka World. That's it. Mm-hmm. Fallout 4 Nuka World. The yeah. hubologists that have the spaceship that are definitely not Scientologists. Yes. That's how I, I, I can't wait for that stuff. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode this week. Thank you for tuning in. If you are looking for more Starfield content, I've already posted some videos on the Robots Radio YouTube channel for character builds for like Han Solo and The Mandalorian. So go check that stuff out. Uh, Dave, you got other stuff going on too. What, what do you got? Yeah, I've happening. got some other Starfield stuff going on with uh, Rad Rules uh, doing their limited series uh, using the Cypher system to play a game in Starfield where everyone is prisoners of the uh, Freestar Collective. We're all on a penal colony ship going to uh, jail uh, and things go awry on that ship. Uh, there is a ghost ship. There is um, some sort of, of mutiny. The, the, the whole setting actually we, we did right before the game came out, but it ended up being pretty true for a lot of the different scenarios and stuff we were coming up with. So um, it's worth a listen. It's pretty fun to to get in there and, and kind of play characters from a different thing. Um, but that's on the Rad Rules podcast. Uh, you can find that on everywhere, YouTube, podcast services, all that stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Go check out Rad Rolls. Also go to robotsradio.net for my other shows and a bunch of other shows on the network, uh, including the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. So if you're into Bethesda games, I've got shows about that stuff and all sorts of other fun things. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with some guests to talk about their experiences and uh, see what their thoughts are on Starfield. Again, we're trying to stay away from being too spoilery, at least for these first few episodes. But very soon, Maybe starting next month, we'll get into some of the deep lore stuff and get really digging into the juicy bits because there's so much to talk about in Starfield. So we'll be back next week. We'll see you guys later. Stay safe out there.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.